This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is uh, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Hey, little buddy. Hello. You ready for Hawaii? I'm getting there. Are you? closer. I am ready right now. Um, I could leave right now and, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be in the 80s and sunny, the forecast says, every day that we're there. Let's go, baby. Every day. I want to be drunk on the beach, chilling. I want to be drunk in the pool. Chilling. Whatever. Pool, beach, whatever it is. That's what I want. So, uh, don't forget, we'll be off. Uh, after Monday's show, we'll be off for the, uh, the remainder of the month uh, as we uh, celebrate, chizazzle, relax, give thanks. You know, um, stuff. And do absolutely nothing. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so in the meantime, you probably want to subscribe uh, to the show here on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, thanks so much because you guys continue to support this show wildly on uh, podcast. Thank you. Um And we want to give you an Xbox Series S. All you have to do is hit subscribe, um, take a picture that you're subscribed to this show on YouTube, and then tag us on social, any social media you like, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. I am The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Supercars. And speaking of supercars, uh, how about those BYU running Cougs? No, I probably shouldn't do that. How about the BYU Cougar basketball team going to Portland and absolutely dismantling Oregon last night at the Phil Knight Invitational? And I just don't know what else BYU can do to assert its authority over the Pac-12. This was a scintillating performance by any measure. The defense was suffocating. Alex Barcelo uh, was amazing. And, Jake, I think this just continues an incredible run by BYU uh, that I don't see an end to in any any near term, certainly. Yeah, I I think it's impressive. I think that BYU is is in a position where they've worked hard to get here, and and I think that you're starting to see the fruits of the the labor in terms of, you know, building a quality program. Um, Like Barcelo is a transfer, right? He's he's somebody who, who wasn't, you know, brought up through the program as a freshman and all this stuff. He's a talent that they were able to get through the transfer portal. Um, and you're seeing the difference that it makes. And I think these are the kind of kids or, or guys or players, whatever you want to refer to them as, is these are the kind of players that, that end up making a difference, you know? And, and I think that, you know, to be able to come out and route Oregon like that um, is, is nothing short of impressive. And I just think when you start to look at, you know, BYU in the big picture, yeah, they're, they're doing well. There's no doubt about it. They're doing really well. And I think that, yeah, to say that there's no end in sight would probably be accurate. Do I think that they're going to run the, the table the whole year? No, of course not. But I definitely think they're going to get into the tournament. And I definitely think that uh, they're going to make some noise. And I think it's going to be uh, one hell of a ride, to say the least. Yeah, and I, I wonder, and I think the, the game's great. I mean, obviously, the win, the performance, I mean, it's just everything that you want, right? But I think the larger question that has to be asked now is this the beginning of a period of dominance over the state of Utah for BYU? And 
I know that there's a lot of frustrated Utah fans because of the name and image likeness shortcomings that are going on up on the hill right now. Um, and if you look at the University of Utah, and I, I don't know if it's an inability or, frankly, if it is just, you know, a decision not to embrace name image likeness, whatever it is, there is a major gap between the wild success that BYU has had in NIL and the lack of success that Utah has had in NIL. The fact that that you have a guy in Britton Covey who is, you know, taking full advantage of NIL for himself, but now also spearheading that charge at Utah tells you that there is a disconnect, and I think it is significant. Few times in the history of college athletics have we ever seen anything like NIL come up. And so when you see this happen now, and you see BYU so easily integrate NIL into their athletic departments. And when I say departments, it's women's sports, it's men's sports. Obviously, everybody thinks of football and basketball with NIL. But, you know, you look at you look at Deseret First Credit Union, you know, sponsoring women's athletics across the board at BYU. You look at, you know, even... I mean, even just the most minute deals that you're getting at BYU, you know, I mean, you're far outdoing what every other school in the state is is doing in NIL. And everybody starts wondering, well, why is BYU dominating in recruiting? Well, it's NIL. It is their alumni getting together and, you know, creating a movement. I mean, the leading NIL agency is run by a BYU alum. Um, you look at what, you know, Ryan Smith is doing, you know, in recruiting and, you know, in facilitating who's the, who is the Utah alum that is stepping up to facilitate anything like what's going on at BYU. And, you know, it used to be like a great example of a Utah alum that really had stepped up and helped the football program was John Madsen. Um, you know, John is, I think one of the most innovative trainers in um, in the fitness industry right now, but he lives in Scottsdale now. He no longer lives in, in Salt Lake. So he's not training the Barton family. He's not developing local high school football players to become Utah Ute football players. Like there are gaps like that that consistently exist at BYU. And then you go down south and, oh, Blue Kool-Aid and TDS. And, well, it turns out TDS has been lifting some weights. And now BYU is dominating the Pac-12. They're dominating recruiting over, over the state of Utah. They're beating Utah on the field of play. I mean, everything is going well for BYU. And it seems like, and I don't, I'm not the guy that loves comparing yeah. BYU and Utah. Right. I don't like playing the two off of each other. But I think this win last night is just so crystal clear. And it gives you such a clean vision of how BYU has just exploded over the last two years. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in football. And obviously the momentum that football creates is huge. But what Pope has done for the basketball program, what Tom Homo has done by supporting all of his coaches across the board, I think it's remarkable, Jake, and I don't know what Utah does to get back into the fight in this state right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, it starts with NIL. I think that, you know, the, the reason that kids want to go to BYU right now is because 
you know, you, you're checking all the boxes for them. Hey, like, come to BYU. You know, we're, we're good now. We're going to the Big 12. Like, you know, we're, we're you know, you get an NIL opportunities. Like, you know, it's just all these different things that BYU is basically saying, hey, yeah, we've checked that box. You know, come to BYU. And I think that that's the mindset that Utah has to start having. And I think Utah um, has lived on, hey, we're the best football team in the state. Sometimes we have good basketball teams, you know, and, and that's been good enough. But now, because of how hard BYU has been working, obviously the, the tide has shifted. And so I just think that with, with BYU, um, there's a there's it's just starting. This is just the, the beginning, I feel like. Because if you start to forecast forward, right, and we look at the football program. Okay, the football program, you know, let's assume that they went out and they handle their business against SC and, you know, everything's good to go there. We, I would assume that they'd be able to get into a New Year's Six Bowl. I would assume. Um, so let's just say that they did get into a New Year's Six Bowl. That's a huge recruiting tool right there. Then you look at the basketball program and what they did last night, and you're starting to think, okay, hey, maybe this, maybe this, this team can hang with the, the Gonzagas of the world. And, you know, even if they lose both of those games, they're still going to go to the tournament. And what happens when they make a tournament run? Now you've got now you've got another another feather in your cap for recruiting. Hey, we're we're good right now. Come play for us. You know we're doing things. So I just think that there's a lot of momentum that's been built through the NIL situation that's helped them recruit, that helps them win more games, that then helps them recruit better. It is it's just a cycle, and they're doing it really well. And I don't know how you stop it because I, and I don't, if you're Utah, I don't think you're you're trying to. I don't know that you're necessarily. I don't know that the right question to be asking if you're Utah is how do we stop it? I think the question has to be asked, how can we just be better? Because that's what it is. And by the way, the, the first question mm -hmm. inside of that is how long is Kyle Whittingham going to be in the football program? You know, is, is he going to continue? Is this actually his last year? Who the hell knows, right? We, we don't know that. We don't, we don't have the answer to that question. No. Um... But I think it matters in terms of like what Utah is trying to do and recruiting and all that good stuff. I mean, obviously that's a, that's a huge factor. Yeah. I think the recruiting thing should be terrifying if you're a Ute fan, because you, you start to really, it becomes crystal clear that, you know, uh, any of the rhetoric that you ran about BYU over the last several years and you know, the, the rivalry game and we don't need this game and this is pac 12 country. Well, that's all out the window right now. I mean, it, 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 if you didn't know the name Alex Barcelo before last night, you know it now. I mean, it, it, if you think about what he did last night against Oregon and you think about what it is that Barcelo um, is capable of doing, I mean, if, if this kid goes on and continues to play this way, he's going to be the best senior on the West Coast. And if, if he winds up, you know, if everything plays perfectly, because let's be honest, BYU is going to the NCAA tournament. This win last night, with that kind of statement that people will remember, mm -hmm. their schedule, you get two shots at, at one of the best teams in the country in Gonzaga, you're going to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And if you have a guy in Alex Barcelo that is one of the best players on the West Coast, mm -hmm. arguably the best player on the West Coast. Now, I mean, now you're cooking with gas. Yeah, but here's the question. if Sure, he could be one of the best players on the West Coast, but is he going to be one of the best players in BYU's history? Stop. You know don't, what I'm going to say. Don't say his name. You know what don't I'm going to say. A, don't say the name. You don't. know what I'm going to say. No. 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 Yes. No. Alert. 
You know, it starts with a J. Come on, we all know Buddy's name. Jack Conklin? Yeah, sure. Jacob Conover? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Don't. Anyway. Can he be better? No. Stop You it. don't think he could be better? I haven't said his name yet. Listen, the J-I-M-M-E-R was, was BYU. Uh-huh. Okay, it, like, J-I-M-M-E-R <laughs> was a guy that, well, first of all, Barcelo's a transfer. Uh-huh. So let's, you know, okay. stop. So? Stop it. It's one game. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop it. Okay. Okay. You, you're going to cause problems. Whatever. I mean, if they make some deep run in the tournament, I'm bringing this back up. Tanner Plummer says, morning, guys. Great performance by BYU basketball last night. Why even mention that? Why even bring up his name? God like, bless. Can we just have one BYU basketball conversation without, oh, hey, man, Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> Idiot. Um, <laughs> Maury Alvarez says, good morning, boys. Hope I, I really hope you have fun in Hawaii. Yeah, us too. We will. It's not an if. Uh, Jordan Royal, good morning, too, says, morning, uh, crying baby in horrific back pain has given me the opportunity to watch live. Well, welcome are, to the show. Are you pregnant? Um, no, I'm kidding. Will you become pregnant? What is wrong with you today? What do you mean? Jordan, glad you're here, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, what's up, players? What's up? Hello. Uh, BYU fan CJ says, Marriott School of Business at BYU. That's why. Well, I don't know if you know, but the U has a pretty good, you know, educational process up there as well. Eric C says, morning, fellas. Chris Carn says, morning, boys. Go Cougs. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can feel the momentum this morning amongst BYU fans. Yeah, I just don't think, you know, if you're a Utah fan, I don't think the mission should be to tear BYU down. You know, like, I think, it, it, I, I think if you're Utah, you have to humble yourself and just say, yeah, we have to do a better job. Have I mean, that's paying, what it is. Have, wait, have you been paying attention? That's all that Utah fan does. Oh, I know. But the my obsession point is, with the yeah. obsession BYU fans have with Utah and that Utah fans have with BYU. It's amazing. It's a love affair. That's all the people live for. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They, they, uh, uh, people cannot wait for BYU and Utah in basketball. Yeah. I know. Cannot wait. Yeah. And it's, I, 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 yeah, That's, that could I, be an ass kicking, you know, Daryl says, young coaches make a difference. Yes, they do. Tanner Plummer says, hopefully Utah can follow BYU's lead and beat Oregon uh, on the gridiron this Saturday. Well, that's a huge game. That is a that is a huge, huge game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Karn says, Jake, you shut your mouth. I love AB, but he is not J-I-M-M-E-R. <laughs> we will not say that name on this show anytime <laughs> soon. We won't. Jay Arg says, never really thought about Barcelo as an NBA prospect until last night. Nobody did. Dude. Nobody did. Like, he's a kid that – this he's a, he's a senior. I mean, he's – it's make or break time. Like, if Man, you're He's gonna, making. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be anything, you're going to be something now. Cody Strickland says, morning, guys. Watching Ingles last night was rough. Age is showing. We got to talk about the Jazz in a minute because, yeah – no. Listen, at the end of the day, the, the Barcelo situation, all jokes aside, is, you know, I, I think, you know, the fact that he transferred from Arizona kind of tells you the state of that program. You know, I mean, that's that, you know, on on a surface of everyone's going to tell you, oh, it's Arizona. That's some great program, but it's not. And it hasn't been for many years. And I think that, you know, him transferring from that program and coming to BYU and understanding the opportunity, 
I, I give the guy all the credit in the world. I mean, it's not easy to do that. But as you can see last night, I mean, he's he's taking advantage of it. Now, again, that's one game. You can't come out in the next game against whoever it is. I'd have to pull it back up, but n nobody good. You know, you come, you can't come out against an average opponent and, and you know, do nothing now. I mean, you have to continue to, to show out. So, yeah, I, is he an NBA prospect now? Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it, it, obviously we have a long way to go, but yeah, I would agree with that. He's got eyeballs on him now. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, Austin Lewis says, buen dia, buen dia. How about BYU B-ball? Well, good day to you, Austin Lewis as well. Uh, Cam Harrison says, BYU undefeated in the Pac-12. Good morning. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Cam Harrison says... The Mo Bamba drop Shout to Mo Bamba. is amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't – BYU, I mean, just join the big – or the Pac-12 already. Just join the Pac-12 already. Yeah, I mean, when, they'd already I win mean, a championship this year. Championships. Yeah, sorry. Sips. Championships. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, right. You know. Yeah. Um, Tanner Plummer says, J-I-M-M-E-R. There, I said it, but I agree, Monty. <laughs> I don't think Barcelo will be better than J-I-M-M-E-R, but we'll see. Shout to Mo Bamba. Just saying. Alex T says J I M M E R. <laughs> J I M M E R. Gonzaga basketball tweeted BYU is currently committing an honor code violation against Oregon. Sup, fellas. Good to see you, Greg Hawkins. How are you? Did they really? I doubt that. I, I but that would I be, would be surprised. Uh, let's let's find. Who did out. he say? Gonzaga basketball. Let's find. That would be amazing if they did that. Um, you know. Okay, we're looking. With we're, reviewing. Um, we're reviewing. I'm going to say they didn't tweet that. Or if they did, they deleted it because I don't see it. Well, there you go. You know. Yeah. That would be awesome if they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think I think this is a real, this is a real moment in time. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to remember, you know, the, the 2021 season. BYU has come out of COVID – and the, the pandemic slowdown in college athletics, uh -huh. a better, stronger, more agile athletic department than just about everybody else. I mean, how do you have momentum coming out of a pandemic? The well, coronavirus. Well, one, you just play games. Yep. Right? I mean, you play games. You don't listen to all the conspiracy theories. Right. Um, and you come out and you just do you. Mm -hmm. And that's why this story we talked about yesterday with Kalani's contract re being reworked or, you know, like when you look at this stuff, I I'm just telling you that you have to. I, I think you just have to find a way to keep moving forward. Yeah. And it was a huge mistake by the Pac-12 not to play games. And I think. I think teams like Utah are, are suffered in football because of it. Yeah. And I think that it is one of those things where it, this ball is rolling downhill for BYU, and I don't know how you stop it. And I think that it is incredibly damaging if you are Utah. Look how many years went on that Utah dominated recruiting in this state. Yeah. It is incredibly damaging and incredibly difficult to t turn that tide. Because when you recruit better, you win more games. But I, there's no doubt about that. But Utah, if you look at the total package, Utah, you know, right now today, does Utah have as much or more to offer than BYU? To Absolutely somebody? not. 
Absolutely not. And that's that. And that, to me, again, not not you know criticizing Utah or ripping Utah or disrespecting them, but I just think if we compare apples to apples here, if I'm uh, you know, let's say a football player, because uh, I think the conversation's a bit closer in football than it is in basketball, to be perfectly honest with you. But you know, let's say I'm a football player and I'm choosing between these two schools. I'm looking at BYU and I'm saying, okay, yeah, sure, the honor code and some some life rules that I have to follow, but NIL, you know, we're relevant, like yeah. we're doing some things here. And then, you know, you look at Utah, no life rules to follow. It's a little bit more relaxed. I can do whatever I want. But, you know, the they're not as successful currently. So that's why I just think it, it, it will take time. But Utah will be will be back. They will. I just don't know. You know, one of the things I think is so interesting, this NIL thing is huge. I yeah, mean, it's everything if, if right now. You, if you look at the fact that, um, you know, a BYU grad is leading Encore, who yeah. is one of the, you know, the top NIL firms in the country. But it's alumni that are doing this. And I know I just said that a minute ago, but I, I think it's so incredibly important that your alumni base and your booster base support your athletics it, because it's the only way to win. And the funny thing is, is all we hear about is the, you know, the Eccles school of and the Eccles mm -hmm. department of and where, where are all of the BYU alums and, you know, dollars? Well, they're going onto the field to play. Yeah. I mean, if you look again, Ryan Smith, um, if you look at, at Kalani, if you look at, you know, just all of the, the Silicon slopes are stocked with BYU guys. Yeah. And you look at guys, you know, like, you know, the, and I think it was in the Des news several weeks ago, um, you know, where, where you have, um, you know, like Brian Fagan doing huge work for NIL contracts yeah i mean there's no doubt that byu's you know alumni situation is is superior and, and that's why i say it's not that i don't like to have this conversation in a better or worse scenario right like hey utah is worse or somehow a lesser school than byu i i just don't think that that's necessary but but i think for athletes the with the the way NIL has impacted everything, athletes yeah. are no longer just saying, oh, well, I want to go to Utah. Yeah. I just want to go to Utah. Well, no, I, I'm not just going to, you know, pour money down the drain because I want to go to Utah. I'm looking for the best total package opportunity. And, and, and that's why I say whether you're in basketball or football or or swimming, I, I mean, whatever it is, you know, you, you're going to be able to make a couple bucks on your athletic career. Because the other thing you got to remember is that you know, 90% of college athletes are not going to the next level, right? Like 90% of, of, of folks who play college basketball or football or golf or swimming or whatever sport are not good enough to play pro sports. They're just not. And so you have to understand this is their time. So if you're a high school senior and you're looking at these programs and you know that you're not being recruited, you know that, hey, this is going to be my last two raw and then I'm going to go and get a business major or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think you want NIL packaging. <laughs> I think you want to make as much money as you can while sports is still in your life in that way. Right, but Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah, has not embraced it. And that's amazing I mean, to me. I don't get it. I, I It is... 
I, I don't understand it. I, I really don't. And Harlan has talked a good game. He's talked about how, you know, they're going to uh, be ready to go. And, you know, again, this elevate you thing. And, yeah, whatever, dude. But, you know, he, he, he talks about, you know, he talked about how Utah was going to be at the starting line and ready to go. And, you know, August came and went and Utah is still standing at the starting line. You know, BYU is at the quarter pole. You know, like, I mean, the Bilt Bar deal alone yeah. has got to piss off Utah alums. I mean, it is it is massive. Every football player is has their, their tuition paid for. I mean, think about that. There's not a football player at BYU that has to worry about tuition. Yeah. I, 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 and, it's amazing. And yet... You, you you don't have it now again i will say where is built bar built bars an american fork you know like you you're you're getting local community support in your backyard and you're leveraging it to pay for the tuition of every football player and by the way walk-ons are no longer a thing at byu and by the way the winning helps all of this winning big games helps nil situations they want to they want to be at the forefront. They want to be. They want the built bar sign in the locker room to be in the background when Kalani and the guys are yelling and screaming because they beat USC. They want like that. Those are the things that they want. So when you yes. win big games, you know when you beat Utah, let's say or whatever, whatever the situation is, when Utah wins the 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 Pac-12, the entire conference, you know it would be ideal if there was an NIL partner in that social media video on Twitter that's going to go viral, right? It would be ideal. If when BYU gets into a New Year's Six Bowl and the whole team goes berserk over it, that Built Bar or whatever other NIL partnership that they have working is in the background in that video. That's what BYU understands right now. And I just think you can't put a price on the feel of a program. That's the thing. All of these things but, together create an atmosphere of of awesomeness basically but and i think this is what cj was saying earlier about you know like the the marriott school of business is a juggernaut i mean if you think about the biggest companies in utah mm -hmm. look at newskin mm -hmm. who does newskin do business with byu i mean they're all over their broadcasts um the newskin radio network yeah i mean if you look at built bar if you look at the, the question that i have is um you know you have the biggest companies in utah well, hell, the church. Yeah. The church is one of the top 10 biggest companies in, in the state. Mm -hmm. You look at Vivint. Vivint is a big BYU partner. Yep. Right? And Vivint is a big Utah Jazz partner. Their name's on the freaking building. Yes. And those people are in bed with BYU. And who's and, the common factor? Well, Ryan Smith. There you yeah. go. But if you think about, if you think about New Skin, if you think, that's why I ask, like, where's Intermountain Healthcare? Where is, you know, if you think about, the larger companies, um, you know, that are, that are, are, are making money in this state. I mean, where are those, where, where is Utah? Now, obviously you health eliminates Intermountain Healthcare, but you get my point. Where is a SkyWest Airlines? Where is a, a Delta Airlines? Remember yeah. the old Delta Center? Like, where is that branding for Utah? Man, you I don't you know. can't tell me that, that the University of Utah, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that there are not people who are knocking down the doors at Utah 
to be nil partners. Yeah, you can't tell me that. There, there, I mean, like, there has to be, and I think that, and this is, and this is kind of why the Harlan thing to me holds some weight because you know I'm I'm looking at what BYU is capable of and what they're doing, right? And I'm like, great. What is you Utah doing? And it's not a hey Utah is less than BYU thing, but I just think that. You know, to your point, like, yeah, how is Delta not on the field or, you know, on a scoreboard somewhere or whatever? Like, how how do they not have a patch on a jersey or whatever, dude? I, you know, whatever the deal is, like, I like, you know, and whatever the company you want to point to, there has to be opportunities for the football team to do work in NIL. I mean, you just there, it just is. I mean, that's how it works. It is the it is the Utes, man. It is Utah football. It is a power brand in the state and has been and always will be. And recently, you know, I would say for what, the last two seasons, BYU has been the ticket in the state, right? And so to me, I'm just looking at this and saying, hey, is BYU actually the better package right now or is Utah just shooting themselves in the foot? And and th- and my feeling is the latter because Utah is just not working hard to get the deals done, it doesn't seem but like. But the thing that the thing that drives me crazy is it, little things. Mm-hmm. Uniforms. I look at the 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 Utah uniform deal with all due respect to Under Armour. I mean BYU and Nike are putting unbelievable products out. Yeah. I mean the uniform combinations at BYU are incredible, and I'm all for cool helmets and stuff up at the U. But the Under Armour deal is just not great, right? I mean. If I said to you, like, who are the major sponsors at the University of Utah for athletics? You're going to say, well, probably America First Credit Union is the first one that comes to mind. Um, University of Utah Health comes to mind. Of course. But after that, I can't think of a I can't think of a whole lot of others other than Under Armour. Yeah. And the other problem with this whole thing is the Pac-12 as a conference doesn't have a lot of of this going on either. Yeah. So, like, you look at the conference level, the, the program level, like. You just don't have, you know, a lot happening again. And, and I know, you know, we don't have time to go down the rabbit hole of the conference and the, that whole situation. But I just think that that, you know, if you're struggling to do this at a conference level, you're definitely struggling to do it at a program level. Absolutely. And, and, and it just it, it just eats you up. And, and this is why I say, man, like I this is why. BYU did not go to the Pac-12 because the leadership at BYU identified that the Pac-12 is just not a good place to be currently. That doesn't mean it, it will always be that way, but right now for BYU, the better you know opportunity was the Big 12. And by the way, after that performance last night, I think we can all say that they're going to be a problem in the Big 12 in basketball. I think we can all agree on that. So, you know, I just I, – I, they made the right decision. I think it comes down to athletic directors. If we're going to compare BYU and Utah. Seriously. I mean, when you look at Mark Harlan and his, he's obviously he's been there for what, three or four years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at him versus a guy like Tom Homo, who is, you know, obviously he is BYU. Um, his relationships across the country, um, his placement on selection committees. Like, I mean, Tom Homo is running circles around Utah right now. Yeah. And I think that Tom Homo never gets enough credit. I mean, the guy was tweeting last night from Virginia or something. I think he's out with BYU soccer right now, BYU women's soccer or something. He lives it, dude. I mean, I it mean, is his life. It, it, the guy's incredible. And I, I just don't think that Tom Homo gets enough credit 
for doing the job that he's done. I mean, he has, whether that's hiring the right administrator or the right head coach for lacrosse or Kalani or Pope or anybody else you want to point to, Tom Homo is one of the best athletic administrators in the country. Yeah. And we need to start talking about that more. The Tom Homo appreciation train needs to leave the station because this guy has just done an incredible job. You, The thing that Mark Carlin frustrates me the most with is I don't feel like when something like NIL shows up, I don't feel like he's all in to do exactly what's best for the Utah Ute student athlete. Because that would be NIL. <laughs> that would be getting deals done, getting them paid, Get making it, it worth their while. Yeah. Get your, uh, again, there's not a BYU football player who's got to worry about tuition. Yeah. There's no such thing as a walk-on at BYU. That's crazy. It's amazing. That's it's how, it's crazy. How it should be. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, good morning, gents. Bolton, what's up? Good to see you. Timon Scott says, Tom Homo for president. Seriously. The guy is just unbelievable. Yeah. And if you don't recognize the things that he's done and dealt with, I mean, just independence alone, the football schedule on its own should get the guy. Yeah. He's been scheduling circles around everybody else for a while. Man. You know? Greg Hawkins, uh, says, whoa, let me go back. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, uh, combine that with a large business grad from B, uh, base from BYU, and you've got some gold. Mark Harlan has to get Utah caught up in this space. Absolutely. Uh, CJ says, did you see Nixon, Jim, Her, and others tweeted about the game? They were stoked. Yeah, dude. Jim Her was was tweeting his, you know, all night. J-I-M-M-E-R. I want it. Don't say it. Chris Carnes says watching the Pac-12 this year is like Chick-fil-A fries. They're okay at best, but there are so many better options. Facts. Facts. 100% facts, dude. Facts. 100% facts. Exactly even, right. That's not even in dispute. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, Homo is incredibly nice, a nice guy, too. When I went to see BYU play Notre Dame in South Bend. You know what that what happened on the day that Notre Dame went to South Bend? Hey, you start talking shit. Man camp, baby. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I do. Uh, we ran into him at the crosswalk. He took time to to sit and talk to us for about 15 minutes. Yeah, he is. That's just who he is. Mm -hmm. By the way, speaking of football. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, BYU's going to plummet. Bye week, Georgia Southern. It's over. Uh-huh. BYU remains 14th in the college football playoff rankings. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean, we get it. We I mean, even J I M M E R. But listen, but listen. That. I know we got to be nice. We don't want to put up sixty against Georgia Southern. You don't want to do that. Let's just put up twenty. It's fine. Anyway, all right. Good talk. If you don't come out and score a hundred against Georgia Southern, Hundo this week, P. Hundo P. Bruh. Hundo P. You've got to come out and put their face underground. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. I mean. We're not here to win favors and build friendships. I will downsize your face with a shovel. You're 14th. It's it's sitting there. Teams ahead of you are going to lose because they got to play each other. Yeah. The Big Ten East alone is an opportunity for you to get in. Come out and thrash Georgia Southern. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Absolutely go to Pound Town. Let's go. 
Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Monty, I didn't know J-I-M-M-E-R was a touchy subject for you. It's not. You know what it, you know what it is? It's every time a BYU basketball player makes a layup. Oh, the J-I-M-M-E-R. I remember. No. You know. He's, he's No. Oh, look. It's BYU basketball. Boy, do you guys remember J-I-M-M-E-R? Like every single time, <laughs> anytime it's BYU basketball, you got a story tell. And you remember the tournament when the Jim Her, the, the oh man, oh, and he, that's and quite then, enough. We get it. Then this time and over here. And man, I remember when I was a kid and I was on the driveway. Shut up. Like I, it, it doesn't, it's Alex Barcelo. Having an unbelievable night against Oregon. Oh, the next jet. No. Affects me. How about the first Alex Barcelo? Okay, I feel better. Do you? Do you feel better? Jeremy Bolton wants to know, do you guys even watch J-M-M-M-E-R? Nah, dude. Nah. Nah, no. bro. Who's had a better overseas career, Jimmy or Mike James? Your mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy... <laughs> Angry Astley says, get J-I-M-M-erd. Yeah, exactly. I won't say it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Jimmer plus... Oh. Owned. Jaren. <laughs> and he didn't even say it. He didn't even put the name there. I was reading another... Owned. Jaren plus Algier will equal 10 TDs. Mark it. Okay. No, because they won't play in the second half. Cause yeah, because nice we got to be nice. That's right. Yeah. It's BYU, though. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Tyler P says. Well, apparently Oregon cares. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Didn't care before the game. And okay. as you can see, I'm going through some shit right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Eric C says, I didn't watch, but I wish I did. Didn't get into college sports until I watched the Monty show. Well, there you go, dude. You're welcome. Angry Athlete said, who's better, Brian Scalabrini or the J-I-M-M-E-R? <laughs> the White Mamba. <laughs> Brian... <laughs> Angry Ashley, you just said Brian Scalabrini. Not a good question. You're amazing. Tyler P says, nah, Oregon don't care. <laughs> you, know, you know, Tanner Plummer says, Jeremy got him. Got him. Monty got J-I-M-M-E-R'd. Shout to Mobamba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeremy Bolton, do we need to say it? Don't. J-I-M-M-E-R or Caruso? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <coughs> wow. But you know what? I, like, I, I cannot be the only one who feels this I way. really don't care if you think it's sus. It is sus to bring him up every single time. Listen, dude. I mean, BYU basketball is good again for one game. We'll see what next game's about, you know? Yeah, well, when J-I-M-M-E-R was here, every game was happening. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> okay, easy. <laughs> Angry athlete, J-I-M-M-E-R or Danny Ainge at 60? Wow. Wow. Uh, Tanner Plummer, J-I-M-M-E-R, or Luca's mom? <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good old cougar. Cougar on cougar action. Hey, baby. Uh, Tyler P says, B-Y-I basketball fans only have J-I-M-M-E-R. Uh, well, you, I, see, that's not wrong. Um, um, that, well, now you've got Barcelo. You know, you know, 
Yeah. You know. AB. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he ain't wrong, man. BYU. I know you meant BYU. Tyler P. I, I, Hundo P. Hundo P. That's yeah. your new name, Tyler Hundo P. P. Hundo P. <laughs> Hundo P says, no, I'm kidding. Um, I just get worn out on it. Yeah. Like, it's every comparison. I mean, it, I think, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, BYU basketball fan does need their next guy. You know, it, it would be great to see – you know, a freshman come into the program, you know, get developed and, and be the next sensation. It would be nice to see that. I think we could all agree on that. Steve Peterson says, I love BYU, but J-I-M-M-E-R, Jimer, is the Tebow of basketball. Hey, hey, don't hate. Don't hate, man. Hopefully the state of Oregon hates the state of Utah after this week. Yeah. God bless. Let's go. Come on, Utes. Got to watch that game, dude. You have got to bury. Like, you better be in front of a TV. Nah, duck hunting. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 Uh, Tanner says, uh, Tyler P., no BYU basketball fans also have Danny Ainge, Greg Kite, Jackson Emery. Jackson Emery. I remember Jackson Emery uh, and his brother. Tyler Hawes, Yuli Childs, and on and on and on. Well, yeah, but none of those guys were what, you know, J-I-M-M-E-R was. Or Kyle Kuzma. Or Kyle Kuzma, um, exactly. Shout the Mobamba. <laughs> I went on my, my mission with Tyler Hawes. Ooh, Greg Hawkins, nice. Tyler P, or Hundo P, excuse me, says, I'm a Utes fan, so I got to hate BYU, LOL. Yeah, next question. Uh, Chris Carn says, Colin Chandler equals the next in C now. Chris Carnes catching on because he's spelling it phonetically. Okay. Uh, Colin Chandler equals the next J period I period M period M period <laughs> E period R period J I M M E R. Yeah. There you go. My guy. Uh, Steve Peterson says Sean Bradley. Ooh, he was tall. Uh, Tyler P says who? Tyler. I mean, please. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Okay. All right. He's no Andre Miller. We get it. We get it. We get it. He's no Keith Van Horn. Mm. We get it. Um, Tyler P. Twenty six seventeen. Oh wow! Don't start running football scores, please, because then we got to get a decade worth of losing. Just take yeah, it easy. Start talking shit. Yeah, don't please don't start. No. Uh, Angry Ashley says Jaron played basketball with my cousin in high school. You know the funny thing is, Jacob Conover played basketball with my cousin's sister's brother's friend. One time at the park when it was windy, it was amazing. Thanks. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bolton <laughs> says, hopefully Clay is going to watch the game on Saturday. Oh, man. I think he means Kalen Clay. Oh, you remember that? We yes. were at Legend Sports Bar downtown. Yes. That when Kalen Clay dropped that ball at the one-yard line. Man, oh, dude. My God. Dude. I mean. The world ended. Greg right Hawkins. Are you ready? Go Hawks. Hey. That's a Go Hawks. <laughs> uh, the eclectic redhead. Hey, what's up? Where you been? Go Hawks. Okay, stop it. <laughs> redhead, I, I apologize for Jake. He's single and thirsty. Like he's in the Facts. desert. He's happy to see you. BYU ah. fans, coaches, and players believe that no matter what they do, they'll, they will not get a New Year's Six. 
why not have backup get playing time and gain something if they don't believe this is their chance? Well, because well, they do believe they can, though. That's the thing. Like, I, I, well, it, yeah. Steve, Pe- I don't disagree with you, Redhead. I think you're right. Steve Peterson says, "Who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night? I guess it's pretty serious." Exactly. Right. That's a Ferris Bueller's Day. Right, right. It's, it's uh, a movie you've never right, seen. Uh huh. Right. He's never seen Ferris Bueller's yes, Day. Yes, I have. No, yeah, a, I have. You're a liar. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm immunized. Yeah, yeah, you're a liar. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks. Danny Ainge played with your mother, and she dunked on him like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashley. Austin Lewis says you guys got a clip. Jake saying at the end of the day, it's a trademark at this point. Okay. I don't remember saying that, but okay. All right. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, honey, go Hawks. <laughs> go uh, <laughs> Michael Barton says, why are we just reading the chats? We can all read the commentary real time. Okay, fine. Because it's fun. That's fine. why. You know what? That's why. You We're here what? to have fun. Yeah. You know what? Fine. Whatever. No more chats today. All right, everybody. Michael Barton says, I'm not allowed to read the chats anymore. Well, you know. It was nice while it lasted, you yeah, know. Yeah, thanks for being a fun killer. Yeah. You know, jerk. Anyway, code ten aboard. Yeah, no more chats. You know, we haven't had any bots today. <laughs> Chris Garn says, "Michael Barton, tell us you're new to the show without telling us you're new to the show." <laughs> well, why don't you guys read the chat? It's one of the best parts of the show, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. And by the way, we also do an audio podcast, so you know. Yeah. You know, Jeremy Bolton says, "Don't blow this for us, Michael." Greg Hawkins says, damn it, Michael. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michael. Good to meet you. Tyler uh, P says, chat's where it's at. Ryan Thomas says, time to J-I-M-M-E-R, Michael Barton. <laughs> you know. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's, my God, dude. You know. Amazing. Sir Robin says, thanks a lot, Michael. Some of us like to have our comments read live. Exactly. No. Okay. Steve Kajabudu, you can't say that. YouTube blocked your comment. By the way, if you're new to the show, Michael, we don't filter comments. YouTube does. So if you curse at us, which this guy did, you can't. You know. Uh, Michael, get J-I-M-M-E-R'd and shout out Mo Bamba, please. There you go. Shout to Mo Bamba. You know. You know. You can call for drops too, Michael. Wait, is your name Michael Bolton? Anyway, do you know who Michael Bolton is? I know the name. God. Can't place it though. How do you not know Michael Bolton? I know the name. I just, you know, it's... Utah Jazz. Yeah. Jazz torched Philly last night. Yeah. Who cares? Good to see them play well. Like, good to see... Yeah, good to see Jared Butler got 25 minutes last night. Yeah, and, it was... Uh, everything uh, you know was what? awesome, but you know? That's what you would expect out of Quinn, to play the young... You're up 57 points, you know, like... It, and, and it was good to see Jared get those layups, play good defense, shoot through... They won by 35, and Jared Butler played five minutes. What are we doing? Five, you... I'm sorry. Dope got three minutes. Jared Butler got five minutes. How do you screw up a 35-point win? Well, you don't play the young guys. This is one of those conversations that I think is really important. Yeah, it's becoming more important by the day, it seems. Why is Quinn Snyder not playing the young guys? I don't – and here's the thing. I don't think anyone's asking him to play the young guys in every single game. All we're asking for is when you're up 20-plus points and the game isn't in question, more put the young guys in. Rest your starters. Yeah, I don't get it. And I, you know, and I, I have been 
much to jazz fans dismay i've been a passionate quinn snyder supporter that's starting to waver because i don't understand like last night why are you not just forcing the ball to rudy gobert yeah it's i mean you should you should have been pouring it in to the paint the the sixers quite literally last night did not have a center like their bigs are out Rudy is, I mean, Maxie at one point is guarding Rudy. Yeah, you've got Niang and Maxie guarding Rudy all night long, and you're not just pouring it into the paint? Mike Why Con- not? Mike Conley's the only one throwing Rudy Gobert the ball. Like, I don't understand what Quinn Snyder's doing. I'm telling you, this, this, so the Quinn Snyder thing is real, and, and this whole idea and concept of Donovan not throwing Rudy the, the ball is real. I, I just, I, I, I can't skip over it or, or ignore it anymore. I mean, there are many times... Last night, specifically, because Philly wasn't playing a big, where you've got pick-and-roll action, and Don just won't give him the ball. And he's literally wide open in the paint because they don't have a big. And well, listen, I don't get it. Listen, at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. You know. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, BYU fan CJ says, Monty coming in with a Barton and killing the fun by talking jazz. You know. <laughs> so, wait, now is a Barton a buzzkill? Michael Barton's never going to come back here. No, he'll be back. They I, always do. You know. They always do. Uh, yeah, no kidding, Eric. See, I saw that Rudy Airball at the end of the game was nice. At least he's trying new shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was the the night the Jazz need. It was good to see Bogey go off. Yeah. It was. I mean, if we're being honest, trying to flip back and forth between BYU and the Jazz was a, a bummer. I wish they had played at separate times. But watching mostly BYU, but flipping back right on time to see – you know, bogey drop another three, you know, really getting in the, you know, being effective in the low block. Like that was the thing that I really took away from that game. I I mean, I think Boyan Bogdanovich is such a critical player to this jazz team to see him have that kind of game. What do you have? 27 or whatever. Yeah, had a nice night it, sure. to see him have that kind of game to see Donovan play just over 20 minutes. I think he played 21, 22 minutes. But see, like, that's the thing about Quinn. He's thinking about minutes, just not for the young guys. And I don't get that. Like, I want to see Trent Forrest. I want to see I want to see these guys develop because I think it's really vital to the to the ultimate success or failure of this team that, that you need a young guy to step forward. And and I understand that Jared Butler is not what Don was in his rookie year. Like, I think the first time any of us watched Donovan Mitchell dribble a basketball in a you jazz knew. uniform, it was over. You knew. I mean, you knew what he was going to be, but if you look at last night, I mean, you were never in danger of losing this game ever, right? And so when you look at the bench, five for, for Jared Butler, you know, Trent Forrest gets 14 minutes, takes three shots, scores two points. I want to see him attack the basket. I want to see Trent Forrest attack the basket, play him the entire fourth quarter, right? Like I, I want to see – like Joe Ing- I'm and I will say I'm really concerned about Joe Ingles. Like this guy, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Yeah. Because he just ain't the same jingles that we've gotten used to. And he's not – I just don't understand what the issue is. For some guys, and, and I'm not saying this definitively, but I think it's definitely part of the conversation. For some guys, the the wall – you hit that wall hard, man, at the at the end. I mean, sometimes it is just a steep, steep fall. So That's we'll very see. true. We'll see. I, I, I'm not saying that he's there yet, but I'm saying that there's a stark fall off right now. Yeah, they won by 35. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. Yeah. But I'm a little surprised by that. And I'm glad to see Boyan. It was 27. I was correct about that. 
And Royce scored three, so it was good to see Royce. Yeah, well, we've got articles going around Twitter saying that Royce is popping off and, you know, everything's awesome with Royce. Like, I the Royce O'Neal thing is, is tiring sometimes because at the end of the day, yeah, he's a decent defender. See what I did there at the end of the day? Hmm. Yeah, he's a decent defender. At the end uh, of the day? At the end of the day. Now it's in your head. But, now it's in your head. Yeah, now it's in my head for sure. But But at the end of the day, Royce is a good defender, and he sometimes makes threes. And this team needs to make deals. So get the guy out of here. Yeah, James Nelson says, uh, independence has forced BYU to be much more creative. I agree. The eclectic redhead says, look, looks like Quinn Snyder and Kalani could learn a thing or two from each other. Yeah, please, Kalani, don't take the starters out. Quinn, please take the starters out. <laughs> exactly right. Tyler P., what's up? Hundo P. Uh, Hundo P. says, the fact Quinn plays Forrest and Pascal and Gobert or Whiteside at the same time is mind-boggling to me. I just don't think Quinn wants to play the young guys. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's he wants clear. to win. That's all he wants to do. And the problem is, is that this roster has age on it. And when you have age, you got to rest guys. But the, the 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 amazing thing is, even when they're resting guys, you're not playing playing the young guys. So, like, you know, headed into the season, we all were kind of in agreement that when Mike Conley wasn't playing, he was resting on the front or back end of a back-to-back, -back, that Jared would get – more minutes and that really just hasn't been the case that's not what they've done see now eclectic regatta has started a problem on this show oh boy brandon whiteside says quinn trying to impress the college football ranking committee no time to develop for the future ride ingles to the rest home um see now we're crossing had cross the streams cross don't cross the streams know. Eric C. says, Donovan Mitchell made us forget about Hayward real quick. Gordo, yes, it's, he uh, did. it's G time, please. Um, nice poem. Hundo P. says, Forrest has no business playing over Butler. Totally agree. I agree. Totally agree. But what I am saying but is But he played that these, 14 minutes. But what I am saying is these guys still need minutes. I mean, because here's the thing. Inevitably, someone's going to get hurt. Uh, you know, one of your mainstays is going to get hurt. And then you're going to bring in Forrest or Butler, and you're yeah. going to be like, hey, we expect you to produce at a – you know, 15 and five level, and they're not ready to do that. And then you're going to be upset with them, even though you haven't given them minutes. That's what I'm concerned about. I don't want to see that scenario play out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sir Robin says, whoa, comment dump. I was ready to say bye-bye to both Ingles and Bogey. I, I, Bogey's hurt. I don't ha yeah, and he's I playing think, hurt. Yeah, I don't think he's a, a hundo P. Well done. Yeah. That it, was really well done. No, no, no. At the end of the day, I don't think he's a hundo P. 100%. Right. Yeah, that's what a hundred p. Hundred p. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says, "See, you say it more than you think, Jake." I don't care, bro. It's it's part of doing a talk show, you know. You know, you know. Yeah. Uh, just need to get Harrison Barnes badly. Hundo p says, "Well, well, at the end of the day, Harrison Barnes is a good player, you know." <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "G time was uh was whoa G time was too big, yo." Exactly in charlotte it is ryan thomas says agree playing the young guys in a blowout is insurance when your starters get injured and i just yes. don't know why quinn won't do it uh angry astley ingles needs to go to the lakers where where the retirement home is wow arp card you know wow john jackson giving the new guy two minutes to play at the end of the game isn't enough time to develop more minutes is crucial that or send him to the g league yeah, but you just, can't you can't send the guy to the G League for practice and then bring him back up right, and then send him down. But he needs like, to play yeah. long, meaningful minutes. Yeah, he's twenty five or thirty in any competitive game. Yes, that's how Jared Butler is going to develop. Like I'm telling you now, Doke's not an NBA player. I I I 
And I know you're going to kick my ass for that, and we get it. I'm negative. I hate the Jazz. Go, go Bulls. We get so it. So get your facts straight. We get it. I'm telling you, Yudoka Azubuki's not an NBA player. He's not. Jared Butler is an NBA player. Trent Forrest is an NBA player. Play those guys. You don't need Doak. You, right now, you don't need Doak. Yeah. You, you just don't. Uh, Eric C. says, I'll barf if I ever have to see Ingles in a Laker jersey. Seriously. Oh. He should retire a Jazz man. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Hundo P. says, keep Joe for sentimental reasons. Uh, since he's done after the season, Royce and Boyan need to be upgraded. Absolutely. Wow. Where have you been, Tyler? Yeah, seriously. Like, where Thank have you. you been? We've been saying this for months. Finally. Uh, the only thing about Doke that gets to me is that Desmond Bain was right there for us to take, Eric C. says. Desmond Bain. Yeah, he was. Um, okay. And you didn't. Can we play this Laura Ingram audio? Because this <sighs> is amazing. Yeah. We're going to skip over some stuff to get to Laura Ingram. Yeah. Okay. I don't know the show you on Netflix. (laughs) There is a show on Netflix called you. Right. Y-O-U. You on Netflix. Right. I don't know this show. Never seen it. Never heard of it. And then the Laura Ingram explosion happened on Fox News last week. I guess it was. And... She melted down on some dude that was on her show doing an entertainment We're going to refer segment. to dude as Buddy. Yeah. She, re- she melted down on Buddy. Everybody's Buddy. Yeah. Here's the Laura Ingram show as Laura melts down on Buddy. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? <laughs> I don't know. It was on You. Wait, what? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Right? What is the, the measles hearing what I'm the saying? I never had the measles. What's on you? We never did a, a we never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I is this a joke? I, know. I don't even know it, what you're talking about. It was on you. It was on you. I've never had Raymond, I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You, you, it's called you. I've never me. done a show on measles. I, I just completely give up. We gotta get it's out. It's a show I, I give up. called you on Netflix. <laughs> There's a show called Loring on Netflix. What are you never mind. About? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you, bro. Dude, the best part is he's trying to explain to her. Hey, the show is called you. Y-O-U. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. And she's like, oh, never mind. About? I'm moving on to Adele. I- There's a show called Laura Ingram? Oh, of course, because we couldn't be talking about anybody but Laura Ingram. How is there not a producer saying to her, hey, relax, relax. Hey, uh, this is awkward. Let him talk. Just focus on the measles. Focus on the me. Like, having been a producer in TV where you're yelling at the host in their ear, like, I have, and I'm not going to say who the host was. A prominent sports host I used to work for was interviewing a J-I-M-M-E-R. Easy. Was interviewing a prominent athlete and was completely lost. And I'm just saying in this person's ear, hey, no, he's talking about it was anyway. And I explained it to the guy and he righted the ship. Where's Lori Ingram's producer? Yeah, not there. Not producing. Uh, producing breakfast instead of the show. My favorite part is when he's like, it's you on Netflix. There's a show called Laura Ingram on Netflix? Oh, my God. What's it called? 
You. What is you. He doing? It's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I, I just completely gave up. We gotta get it. It's a show I, I up. called you on Netflix. There's a show called Laura Ingram on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. There's a show called Laura Ingram on it's Netflix. It's so classic Laura Ingram, is it not? I mean, it is totally. just so her. Totally. Or I'm sorry, it's so you. You. Thank you. Jake. Yeah. You. No, I meant you, like yeah. Jake. Yeah. Not you, the sh you. Anyway. Does anybody watch this show, by the way? I've never heard of I've you. I've literally never heard of this never show. Never heard of it. Yeah. No, I've never, never heard, heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Her producers were probably laughing too hard to help her. Being on TV myself, there's no way they weren't saying anything unless they were laughing hard, Greg Hawkins said. <laughs> That's what I was saying. And everybody's like, who's on first? Steve? Uh, uh, Hundo P says, news gonna news, hacks. Does anybody- What's it called? Yeah, yeah, Laura Ingram. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> that's a drop. What's it called? It's called your- What's it called? I am not a Laura Ingram fan at all. Oh my Does anybody God. watch the news, by the way? No. Do you watch I don't local watch news, the news national no, news? nothing. I don't watch it anymore. Mrs. Monty and I used to watch the news pretty much every night. And we, I can't think of the last time we flipped it's on the news. It's so sucking, dude. It, it is, is. It is, it is just- yeah, no, I'm good. You know, I don't. The only thing I follow on the news is the stock market. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and now I've got alerts on my phone. Wow. Wow. Well. Speaking of which, that leads me to fast food. Yeah. Because I want to talk about this before we got to get out of here. Right. Right. Um, honey. What is it called? Exactly, Jeremy. Um, do you guys notice how fast food has changed and will it ever go back? So we were talking about this the other day somehow, some way. And then we went to, so we went to Salt Lake City Airport last night to, Jake and I had to finish our clear pass registration, which by the way is super easy. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Like five minutes. It took minutes five in. minutes to do the clear pass thing um, as an Amex, you know, Trojan, as an Amex card customer. Right. They give me, as one of my benefits is, I think, do I get it free or I get it on a major discount? Major discount. To get the clear pass thing. It's usually 179 I think it's like 60 as an Amex customer. Yeah, so it was amazing. So yeah. we went to the airport. They scan your eyeballs. They take your thumbs, like cut them off. Yeah, there's been a lot of thumb action on this show this week, you know? You know yeah. Thumb in the butt. Anyway, all right, go the ahead. The point is, yeah. clear is amazing. If you haven't done it, you really should do it. Right, yeah, okay. So on the way home, everybody's like, oh, I'm famished. And my wife was like, honey, 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 let's go to Cafe Rio. <laughs> and I was like, honey, butthole. Wait, hang on. Actually, oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Honey. Lies. Honey. Lies. What? These are lies. Facts. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, facts. You, what do you mean lies? You and Jake are like, Cafe Rio, we're starving. We are. I didn't see you put up a fight. But it wasn't me asking. Honey. <laughs> um, it was her idea. I promise you not her idea anyway so we go to cafe rio and it dawned on me as we were walking in the front door at cafe rio being stared at because we're the only ones in there wearing masks uh -huh. um that you don't walk into fast food places anymore no and it, like when you go to mcdonald's or you know any fast food place notice that it's all drive through now wendy's all their lobbies are closed and i don't think they'll ever reopen no because one the GNC story the other day. There's a major so labor shortage. Dumb, dude. Right? Major labor shortage. Yeah. You figured out, and this is what the pandemic, and this is what, you know, troubled times will do. You figured out how to operate without humans now. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just operate the way you're operating now? Because it's saving you money. It and is. if you just hire two more people, 
you don't have to hire the you don't have to hire the 20 other people that you've laid off or quit yeah i mean i saving money I, I think the way i like to say it is it's increasing your profit margin i mean that's all it's doing you're you're less labor you're less electricity you're, i mean you're less everything but your pro your your volume is still the same if not more because the drive through you notice how all the drive throughs now are two lanes it's yeah. not just chick-fil-a anymore you notice how chick-fil-a you know all the major chains now are two-lane drive throughs now and Chick-fil-A, by the way, is going to be expanding their drive throughs to three lanes now, by the way, in case anybody was curious about well, that. Well, in Phoenix, we had the one by our house in Phoenix was three lanes. No, yeah. it was two. I think it was two. It was, was it two? two? Yeah. But, but my point is, is that the drive through experience is going to be expanding. It's changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't want people to come in. Yeah. We don't want to have to service the restrooms. We don't want to have to clean up after your kids who throw all the food on the ground. The job for the 16-year-old just cleaning the lobby is over. Those and, days are done. And by the way, the violence against fast food workers, how many videos of fights have we seen with McDonald's employees and customers? Like In the lobby. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now, yeah. drive through you can't. You, you don't have you to worry about it. You want to pitch a fit in your car? Go right ahead. Get out. Well, now we're going to see viral videos of people throwing food back through drive through windows, but that's not it's really fine. the point. Yeah. The point is, I think the game in fast food has changed forever, and it's because companies are going to mature and evolve yeah. through the pandemic. Well, so, it's just like tech companies working from home on a permanent basis now. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's the same thing. Stay stagnant, you're going to die. And the thing that comes to my mind is, well... What do you do if you're Cafe Rio or Chipotle or Five Guys, See, where but, you don't even have drive-throughs in your buildings? But those are different. This is this is where we always come down, and you guys say I'm stupid. I'm telling you, Five Guys in the Cafe Rio level place is on a higher level than your McDonald's and your Burger Kings. They are viewed differently by the consumer. That. I don't disagree with that. I think though that they're that, still all offering online ordering now. Yeah, that's so true. You order yeah. And walk in and walk out. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yep. I, I I wonder how the fast food game is going to change. Yeah. Because I just don't see how you. I don't see how you ever expect Fortune 500 companies to spend a penny more than they have to, and now they've all figured out that they don't have to. Yeah. And there's so many companies now who are having more people do more work with, you know, having smaller workforces. The job's still getting done. It's just getting done by fewer people. Yeah. And the pay, the, the one of the things that we've seen is, well, the pay's going up, but now the ask for that money is going up too. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see how business evolves. I just think that the, the problem is, is that the, the, you know, that low end young person job, that first job out of high school or whatever, you know, to, you know, that, that $12 an hour job to pay for your gas to go to school or whatever is, is dying that that to yeah. me is that that's becoming uh a dinosaur Ooh, casey finlinson says my cafe rio has a drive-through does it really really i've never seen a cafe rio with a drive-through that's fascinating to me fancy pants yeah i mean that would be that i mean costa vita has drive-throughs you know yeah. you know yeah, but that's come on i don't like them as much I don't but, like Costa Vita as, nearly as much as Cafe Rio. But no. in a pinch, when your options are only. Yeah. When you're in Evanston, like, Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Wendy's or Costa Vita. Okay, I can deal with that. Greg Costa Hawkins Vita. says, my first job was Starbucks. drive through was a nightmare. So many entitled Karens empowered by the barrier. The drive through makes people get way more impatient. It sucked. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, yeah, Cafe Rio and Bountiful has drive through Wow, fantastic. I didn't know that. Nice. Uh, Giggity says companies are going to jack prices up due to the shortages and keep prices up. Well, that's my point, is that mm -hmm. you're going to see... It's already happening. Inflation is Yeah, insane, inflation dude. is as high as it's ever been now. Yeah. You know, thanks a lot, Biden. Yeah. 
Not his fault. Not his fault. Anyways, just like airlines started bag fees for increased fuel cost, but kept them up when the fuel cost decreased. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No doubt about it. But I think airlines are an interesting example. I mean, with all the violence against cabin crews, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. You're going to see changes. It's funny. The the baggage thing came up, though, because like with Delta. So on this Maui trip. I decided to do first class for the first time, and with first class, you don't pay anything for bags. Right, you get two free. You check get two bags. free check bags. But honey, what was your Mrs. M? What was your first job? Oh, uh, well, tech. I mean, I worked in a theater. I did that a was lot your of first th- job. Yeah, like a movie theater or no, like a uh, like a theater theater. production theater, like, oh, okay. a, like yeah. a theater theater. Yeah, okay. my yeah. first job was was Taco Bell for like three weeks, but it was only because I was trying to chase a girl. That What's was your there? favorite thing at Taco Bell? Oh, the Mexican pizza. That's why I don't eat there anymore because they don't make Mexican pizzas anymore. Well, the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell was phenomenal. That w- that was a, a hit when I was in oh, high school. Chalupas God. aren't getting it done anymore. Oh, yeah. or what? Eh, eh, not really. I also worked at a fish store. That was a pretty fun job. No kidding. Yeah, like a, a, like an aquarium store. Like it was pretty big. It okay. was a, a hip thing. Hmm. What is your uh, What was your first job? Was it Starbucks? It yes, yeah, Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks was Jake's first job too. Was it a Vons? Was it uh, in Walnut yeah, Creek? Yeah. It was a Vons, right? I think so. Yeah, Vons at Walnut Creek. The yeah. Starbucks at, yeah. wow, how about you and Greg Hawkins? Yeah. Well, everybody tell us what your first job was. Um, you know what's going to help Jake in life? Because a, a lot of women are drinking coffee. He's had a lot of coffee dates. Jake's going to know how to make a killer Yeah, I know how to make coffee. Latte. Yeah. For whatever lucky lady yeah. lands that guy. Just need that machine, you know? Yep. Uh, Jurgen H. says two Cafe Rios in Provo both have drive throughs Where? Well, put one in South but Jordan. I think that this is the change. So if they're, I, I don't know, are those ones newer? Because I bet you Five Guys is going to start looking for properties that have drive throughs They have to. The one in yeah. Phoenix was in between a Starbucks that had, that had a drive through It was in like a, st- a s- yeah. uh, strip mall. A strip so the mall. problem yeah. is you, you put a strip of four shops, only one of them can have a drive through that goes around the back. Yeah. So oh now you're going to you know be looking. It, car hops were a thing, right? Yeah. You know, and, now, that's and a great it used point. to be that that's you ate that. in your car. In and out kept that going, eating hires, in your car, right? Hires, uh, hires, hires, the big eight. Great, hires does have a seat in though now. Yes. Um, yeah. but like car hops were a thing. You ate in your car, and then they started building more Super that dog. were sit-ins, like McDonald's, yeah. and that was a thing because there weren't as many like people weren't going to fancier restaurants. Right, and yeah. I think we're right. headed back towards the eat in your car. It's a smaller footprint. It's it's far more cost effective. And it's safer. Oh my God. And some it's of these you guys. Yeah. Some of these first jobs. Let's go. Let's hear them. All right. Cody Strickland, country buffet, dishwasher, cashier. I'm sorry, Cody. I'm, I'm sorry. Eric C says Taco Bell has to be the biggest sin to Mexican food ever. The Mexican pizza at Taco Bell was undefeated. <laughs> We're not saying it's actual Mexican undefeated. food. Undefeated. We're just saying it was delicious. Dude, uh, their food is for Crash food is good. Uh, Austin Lewis says old spaghetti factory. Ugh. Greg Hawkins says just need that crazy automated Starbucks machine, LMAO, Jake, for your dating life. Hey. You're, he's going to be single forever. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Arra- uh, two words, arranged marriage. Go Hawks. Uh, there you go. Uh, Brett Allen says janitor at an elementary school. Oh, God. Oh, man, dude. You know what I'm going to say? Like sawdust to pick up you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, man. No. Spitballs on the ceiling of the bathroom. Dude, that's Come on. Gnarly. You know you did the wet toilet paper and threw it on the oh. ceiling. Oh, stop. Why? <laughs> it's totally true. Kids did that. No, we yes. didn't. Oh. No, the Cool Kids Club didn't do that. 
so I didn't do it because I wanted to be in the cool. Well, kids you were the club. president of the cool kids club, right? No, actually, I was not. He had an afro. Uh, and I had a huge afro, and I rocked <laughs> it. Uh, MGS Big Dog says Toys R Us. It was terrible, man. But you had to get the hookup on toys then. But do you remember how awesome Toys R Us was as a kid? Oh, yeah. It was the thing. It, oh, man. Okay, wait. Another story. Okay. I worked at Playco Toys, which was like a Toys R Us, big, huge store. And that's where I got robbed. Like, they came in with a gun, a gunpoint, and robbed us. Wow. Wow. I'm well, glad you're not dead. <laughs> uh, Cam Harrison says, my first job was Sam Goody in the mall. Oh, the music store. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Good that's job. amazing. What are some other jobs you've had? Like, I've done every working in radio. I, I've done a thousand things. Obviously, Chili's. I was a server at Chili's for yep. a decade. Um, auto, like auto repossession, collections for Audi, uh, Porsche. Um, I've done a landscaper. The most miserable job I ever had was washing dishes at a Texas roadhouse. That was no, terrible. you hated Chick Fil A way well, more no, than no, no. I didn't last too long at Texas Roadhouse. I lasted like three weeks. Texas Roadhouse, they were like racist though. When was they yeah, were they like were mean, the first time nasty we here. people in oh, Riverton? Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, Mormon girls don't drink coffee. Eric C says. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, Tyler uh, P says. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that. Tyler P says Smith Bagger five fifteen hour dude. I. I was a I worked at a uh, store called Jewel Osco in Chicago. Jewel Osco and was a checker and a bagger and just made bank. I thought it was amazing being in a union. Uh, Casey Finland said, "says I worked at a dairy f- at 13 years old. Had to be there at 4 a.m. Then back at 4 p.m. every day of the week. My only transportation was riding my bike. How far away did you live? Good God, yeah. How far away did you live? Um." You know, uh, Jurgen Jurgen H says Panda Express and Spanish Fork and Orem with drive-throughs. I haven't eaten at a Panda Express in. You know what that just made me think of? Orange chicken, Golden Spoon. Oh, Golden Spoon. Because the Golden Spoon we always used to go to is next to a Panda Express. Yeah. James Knight says Jake needs directions to Pound Town. Forget the coffee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wil- Wilhelm Tell says my first job yard work. Me too. I used to mow lawns <laughs> as a kid. I, I made a lot of money shoveling snow in good old Evanston, Illinois. Uh, BYU fan CJ says medical billing. The office was across the street from a parking lot that became the Delta center. It was fun watching it get built. Wow. That's really cool. That's so cool. Jordan Crabtree says delivering newspapers. I had a pay. I was a paper boy as a kid too. Uh, Calvin Wendell Bow says uh, Paperboy when I was 10, yes. Uh, MG's Big Dog says, at one point during my Toys R Us gig as my first job, I dressed up as the stupid giraffe. Oh, my God, the sweat inside that suit must be terrible. <laughs> you That smells. Who smells worse? Uh, Casey at the, the dairy or Big Dog in the, in the giraffe suit? Oh. Oof. No, I'm good. You know. I'm good. Uh, William Wilhelm Tell says BYU two seed to the Elite Eight. Let's hope you're right. Uh, that'd be great for this show. Brett Allen says once walked into a bathroom with a crap spread all over the walls, turned around with a nope, and that was that. <laughs> nope. We'll see you later. <laughs> Barfing Chicken says mine was construction, getting paid by my uncle under the table. Those are the best gigs. They really are. Those are the best gigs. The Eclectic Redhead says my first job was on a military base overseas, paid me less than minimum wage. At three fourteen an hour, base chapel year one, uh, base travel agent year two. My daughter makes nearly five times that washing dishes now. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Jurgen H says my first job custodian at BYU. Oh, not bad. Way to get in early. 
Um, Tanner Plummer says, my first job was a cashier at Icebergs. I had to work drive, too, and it sucked big time. Yeah. Yeah, no. I've worked at McDonald's in Lafayette, Indiana, when I needed a job. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Road stripping for BYU was pretty rough. Long, hot days while still being a full-time student. Oh, my goodness. That's got to be miserable. Jeremy Bolton says, first job was working at uh, Salem City, getting all the Little League ball fields ready. Raking, watering, chalking was fantastic. Man, that would be fun. Yeah, it would. That would be be fun. fun. Uh, Cam Harrison says, Monty, I was serving for Chili's for nine years. Worked at one in Mesa, Arizona. Um, Locations then transferred to Utah after that. Good times. Yeah, man. We, I, I won the um, the Chili softball tournament single-handedly two years in a row. Um, you know, you by hey. yourself, the only person on the field, huh? Hey, man, the bomb I hit, I will never forget. Um, the bomb I hit in, man, I want to, I can't remember where it was. I hit a home run in softball that still has not landed. Hey, r- really quick. It was quick. amazing. The chips at Chili's with a half bowl of ranch is undefeated. Oh, please. It is undefeated. Please. We used to, when the, and I shouldn't even say this out loud, but so we used to play basketball in the back of Chili's for most of the night. Like the, our shift would end, we'd close the restaurant, we had a portable hoop in back, and we would just play games of three on three for like five hours after work. It was amazing. We literally stopped when the sun came up in the parking lot at Gurney Mills in Illinois, by the way. Um, but what we used to do is we used to take kegs of Coors Light. And just, we had, one of the guys had one of those spigots you put on top. Yeah. And we used to drink kegs of Coors Light on the house and just play basketball all night. And the reason I thought of that is because one of the things we did is to stay, <laughs> to keep playing and not throw up, is we would eat chips from Chili's. Yeah, because dude, the we chips would, are so good. They would fry the chips and put them in big garbage bags. Yes. And we would just put the garbage bag next to the keg, drink the beer, eat, eat the, the chips, chips, play ball. Yeah. It was amazing. Some of the best, most innocent times of my life. Yeah. And it will never be that way again. You know. Eclectic Redhead said, I made the most money growing up when I was babysitting. Yes. Casey Finland said, says, at 16, I moved up to American Fork. And my job was to drive a pothead around to construction sites because he got his license revoked for multiple DUIs. <laughs> Good way to make a living. James Knight says, my first job was making the hole in the donuts. It was very fulfilling. <sighs> And if we're counting babysitting, I did a ton of that. Yeah. I did all kinds of things. Babysitting, uh, yard work for people in my neighborhood, uh, paper route. I sold Girl Scout cookies for the the lady that lived next door to us in Lincolnshire. Um, You are not a Girl Scout. It doesn't matter. I used to go door to door and sell Girl Scout cookies, and I got a dollar a box. (laughs) And she would. How did you you get the boxes, though? Like, what do you mean, how did you get the boxes? It used to be that they would just drop off a crap ton of Girl Scout cookies at your house. Oh. And you would sell them. Oh. Yeah. And you had to pay for half of those cookies up front. Oh, okay. So they were they were motivated. And she was that odd old lady that I had a crush on. Like, she was, yeah, that neighbor. In, in, Go Hawks. Hey, baby. Uh, Joshua Blaylock Dixon, I missed that place. What did he say? Arctic Circle, yes. Ah. Yes. Uh, finally, last, last read of the day, my travel agent job in high school was great. Hardly made any money, but got to go uh, on free Saturday tours all over England. Oh, that sounds amazing. I miss England. I love London. That's my favorite city in the world so far. A week from now, I'll be going to Maui. Yeah. And you won't. So. Good talk. I'm better than you. Good talk. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Don't forget, we'll be off. um, 
pretty much the rest of November. After Monday's show, we're going to do today, tomorrow, Friday. And then Monday, and then we're off for the rest of November. Because me and Honey. Honey. We're like actually renewing our vows and stuff. Oh, that's neat. That'll yeah, be fun. You don't care. Uh, and then we're going to go deep sea fishing. We're going to drink a lot, be in the pool, be on the beach. It's going to be amazing. It'll be a good time. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe uh, to win this Xbox Series S. Oh, she's not going to say goodbye today. Uh, she put the microphone down. So there you have it. Thanks for everybody who's here today. Really appreciate you guys being here. Um, if you're listening on the audio podcast, make sure you just do a Google search. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Say goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. you filthy degenerates. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs>